Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Framey World podcast. The mission of this podcast is to have inspiring conversations around lifestyle topics that ultimately spark joy. Whether that is home, career, hobbies, it's a whole range of things and it will be a mix between myself talking with some guests and interviewing through the frame of their life and then also I'll be sharing my own experience as a business owner, artist, writer and giving you some behind the scenes on my business frame of world. If you like this episode then please hit subscribe so you will be notified when the next episode drops. I am running a bi-weekly podcast at the moment. Make sure you jump over and subscribe to Patreon for as little as £2 a month you can get full access to my short stories. For exclusive podcast episodes only available to Patreons. So without further ado let's get into today's episode. We are filming this on Bank Holiday Monday. Thank you so much for taking your time to come on and join us. My pleasure. You could share a little bit for our audience on your passion, on your journey, and just a frame, you know, this is about a frame into our worlds. We all come from different streams and spheres. And so I just thought um, it'd be good to start off with a little introduction. So I'm going to make a very long story short or I'll try to summarize um so my journey has been a very long and windy journey it's not been the trajectory that I anticipated it would be I had a plan a 10-year plan and things were going to follow that way that's not what happened so that's been interesting to navigate um so I will go all the way back to when I was eight years old um up until that age I was convinced I was going to be a vet I was going to save all the animals of the world that's it um at the time my mom was like uh, no, <laughs> the, here in Rwanda, we were in Rwanda at the time, um, or Congo even, we, they don't really, or at the time they didn't really keep pets the same way that maybe some of the Western nations do. So she, she didn't see the point of me being a vet there. So I'm sure I'm not the only reason we left Congo and moved to South Africa, but that was part of the reason. Um, and craziness is to find out that at the at that age, we actually managed to escape the genocide in my country, which is happening right next door. So that was insane to me that um, mm. me wanting to be a vet is kind of what led to that. Um, and then throughout uni as well, throughout primary school and college and all of that stuff, I was doing all the sciences because I was still going to be a vet. And then I got to 18 and I didn't get an A in physics. Shattered my world and I was like, wait, what? But physics only makes up 5% of being a vet. What do you mean I can't be a vet because of <laughs> physics? <laughs> so I was really upset. Um, so yeah, I spent that whole summer just trying to reassess what I was going to do with my life. Um, mm-hmm. Landed on using all three sciences as pharmaceutical management, which is what I studied at Bradford Uni. So my first degree is technically linked to pharmacy. And if you've seen the show um, House, MD, I yes. was going to be Dr. Cuddy. Um, except that didn't pan out either. So after three years of finishing my degree, I still couldn't find a job in NHS um, or anything linked to that in any way. Um, and so I was wallowing one day, I had moved back home and I was just you know, ranting to my best friend and she said, why don't you consider the National Council for the Training of Journalists? I was like, but all I've studied is sciences. She said, yeah, they like people from different backgrounds. Um, have a look at that. I thought, what? 
all I have is a blog. <laughs> Genuinely, <laughs> all I had was my blog. Does that even count as writing? I didn't study English lit or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was enough. I turned up with uh, pages from my blog and had my interview at Brunel University and I got accepted at one of the top universities for journalism, which is insane to me. Um, That's awesome. And I did my master's. And it was like nine months of madness, but I learned everything that I possibly could to become a multi-platform journalist. Um, and in and amidst, amongst that whole journey, um, I started my own business. Um, in, it's called Just My Opinion Limited. And what I did is social media management, uh, freelance journalism, copywriting, basically anything to do with writing uh, or digital marketing. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how that happened. The singing, I couldn't sing. <laughs> I have videos to prove it. No one believes me, but I have videos to prove that I was those people who would go on X Factor and think that I had the best singing voice of all time and I was terrible because I was. Um, but my singing teacher needed somewhere to teach people and she couldn't pay me. So the payment was uh, singing lessons. So I had singing lessons with her for ages. Um, and yeah, that changed my whole singing voice. Um, wow. And then the acting thing was just at uni. Um, I had loads of fun doing it and it kind of just fell into place. I'd still want to do like more bigger things. I think I need to maybe focus to do that. I've been mm-hmm. a little lazy with that, if I'm honest. But I have been in some pretty like big films, no spoken lines, but I've done loads of theater shows as well. So it's been quite fun. Oh. <laughs> so it's a bit of a crazy journey, but that's kind of <laughs> some of what I've gone through to get to where I am today. There is so much gold and so many questions just in that short answer that I now have. (laughs) That is also a really great encouragement um, to anyone out there who, for example, even when it comes to university, that really inspired me. You know, you don't need to have all the qualifications in the world. If you've got the courage to have a go and turn up, we get too lost in the excuses and in the the fears of the oh I'm not good enough or and then they're often subconscious. <laughs> that is exactly um, what I'm, I'm. I hope someone takes from this first answer as well because it is gold. Amazing. Thank you so much. I actually love what I get to do because I find so much gold in just speaking to people, and I just hope that someone. Uh, out there um, is able to see and encourage and grab that from these amazing girls that I get and women that I get to speak to just an honour but that's a caveat (laughs) you inspired me I'm feeling very creative and inspired today (laughs) um oh wow so as a multifaceted creative um with lots of projects and passions I can relate to that because I do too um, I find that it's also a balance between, at times, certainly for me, about that kind of burnout. And I wondered if you've ever experienced that or and if you had any advice that you would give perhaps someone who's struggling with that or your, your younger self, if, if you will. Yeah, um, I used to be a people pleaser. So saying yes was default. Saying no, not an option. So burnout was something I became very familiar with because I felt like I had to say yes to everything, um, Mm -hmm. whether that be something in church or at work or whatever. And it's ingrained in my nature to go the extra mile. But for some reason, I never 
I don't I think I put them at odds that you can still say no and go the extra mile like you can still have boundaries and I was never very good at boundaries um, but as I got older um, something I have learned that I wish my younger self knew is that saying no and setting boundaries are a good thing and yeah. can make it all work and you can still get to do all that you want to do um, in the sort of a, a, a structured way so right now for example how, because I experienced burnout in the yeah. crazy way and I did it I think it felt worse when I was in London because London is very much a go 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 so saying no there was even less likely going to happen because I didn't want to miss out on anything so obviously <laughs> I wasn't gonna say no and so that made it even worse because then I really I was exhausted all the time I barely slept burning the candle at both ends it just wasn't conducive so it started to um, sort of appear in sort of my body and in my health so it actually started to affect my health my sleeping patterns and all that kind of stuff but things that i've since put in place are for example i have a device ban so i don't take any of my devices to bed um yep. and so the insomnia that i had suddenly wasn't there why because i had nothing to reach for i literally awesome. all i could do when i went to bed was sleep <laughs> that's it um and my calendar is very structured so um, I still leave room for spontaneity. I still leave room for, oh, let's just go tomorrow and go to the cinema. I mean, not right now, but you know what I mean. But um, it just got easier to plan things in. And then mm -hmm. there was still room. And then I think the key thing I learned and that I would encourage others to do is absolutely, definitely schedule yourself into your calendar. I was very bad at that, but I'm really good at that now. So, you know, on a Saturday usually, um, nobody can find me for good reason because Saturday is my exceptions because I've planned it in so much like I know in three weeks on Saturday I might go somewhere with a friend that's okay so I will compensate for taking out that Saturday and maybe have a Monday evening off or a Tuesday evening off or something like that so mm -hmm. yeah but avoid burnout if you can you don't have to say have to say yes to everything and if you still want to say yes to everything, you can still schedule it. So like you can still be good at agreeing to have certain things happen, um, but just schedule them in and give yourself rest periods. Rest is so important. I love this. And I'm going to sneak in a little off the cuff question because I'm, just, I'm really stuck on planning. I've actually spent a good number of hours over the last few days looking at planners again and just revitalizing how I plan uh, is it still working for me with where I'm at right now kind of thing um what what's your favorite things to plan are you a digital do you digital do you like to use like planners or journals how do you how do you do that what's your top tips and recommendations for anyone out there so I used to have an original like a physical planner um, because I still love writing stuff down so mm -hmm. um, even though I'm quite digital heavy I still have things I write down. I still have a live to-do list I like to tick and cross out. But then I also have a digital to-do list with multiple multiple colors and pinging sounds and everything. So I like to combine the two, to be honest. It depends on, on my mood. Like some days I need a day when I'm having a digital detox. So that day in particular, it'll be all written down. Um, so yeah. I always recommend journals uh, because you can you have something physical because like what if you're phone dies or I don't know you have to send your phone for repair or whatever you suddenly feel like you don't have any other options yeah. and I'm okay in that I've memorized my calendar but sometimes 
I'm tired and I might double book myself. So what I do have is a very beautiful calendar from Moleskin. In fact, um, they created an app called Time Page. So that's what I use. Um, I use that and it, and it integrates the to-do list within the calendar. So I can see my day and my to-do list and then I can mark it off and all that kind of stuff. And it, it tells me certain times to check in on things. But I say both, always both, <laughs> because then you're not reliant on one completely. Um, and always, if I had to choose one, it would still be sort of physical handwriting, put it all together on a piece of paper. Yeah. And it's, it's so good. I hope that hopefully that brings some inspiration to people. I believe it will. Um, I certainly am a big fan. I was going through, as I said, I was going through this process myself over the last few days, looking at um, bullet journals. I, I use a bullet journal, but then I use it a little bit more as a journal as well than you know recording thoughts and processing thoughts um so yeah it's been really um, eye-opening and interesting and i think there's but there's like a whole world of um monthly planners to daily planners to <laughs> habit tracker planners and like it's the stickers for everything it's so <laughs> yeah <laughs> and actually i've just downloaded um time page so i'm really excited you said that so i highly recommend it i'm only starting to use it um but this is good to get your i'm glad i'm, I'm on i'm on track and i'm excited <laughs> <Love it. laughs> always learning from each other <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> um if you could go anywhere in the world right now where would you go so i had a few holidays planned before miss rona came for visit um <laughs> <laughs> like there were quite a few places but if I had to pick it's kind of a toss-up right now between I wanted to go back to Kigali um, in Rwanda I haven't been back since 2000 so it's 20 years it's a long time so I wanted to go back to see some family and obviously visit my country um, but then I also wanted to go to Toronto Canada because um, I have friends and family there but also um, I have like some connections in terms of I was looking at like opportunities out there and maybe emigrating because the uh -huh. UK is cool and all, but it's cold. And then I found out that Toronto gets to minus 20. I was like, oh my gosh, it's actually from the UK. Is that even a good idea? I don't That's... know. <laughs> I mean, so... that is worse than Scotland. <laughs> no. And I've been to Scotland in the middle of winter. My fingers were so frozen. Oh man, I don't know. It, now in hindsight, like maybe. <laughs> But Canada has so many great opportunities and I get to use my languages and stuff. So I don't know. But if either it would have been Kigali or Toronto, that's where I would probably want to go right now. Oh, both good places. I have to say I've been to Toronto and I absolutely loved it. I'd love to go back one day. Great choice. Uh, but yeah, colder. I should have said worse, cold. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I guess ha having um, a beautiful voice that you do, What's your favourite uh, song or album to listen to right now? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I have loads of random musical tastes. My music tastes are just very left field. So if you played, I basically have a playlist on Spotify <laughs> yeah. that I created and I call it Shazamable. And it is just all the songs I've Shazammed or come across or found from a TV show or a movie or all that kind of stuff. And it's like 3,000 tracks deep now, so it's very much. So if you played it, you'd go from Disney to rock to, I don't know, R&B. It could be anything. You, you just wow. don't know what's going to happen. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so random. But right now, um, there's an album that I have just been playing on loop that I absolutely love. And it's called Graves into Gardens by Elevation Worship. Yep. And just felt so appropriate for me in this time period. Some of the songs I'd already heard prior to them doing the album recording, but when it got released, like some of the songs have just absolutely taken the world by storm in the best way. Like yeah. most people have heard of The Blessing by now because we yeah. did a UK version of The Blessing. That's one of the songs on the album. Um, and that moves me to tears. So, the, and then there's so many different versions out there now. So there's one from Zimbabwe, um, one from Canada. There's all sorts from all over the world. So in different languages as well. So for me right now, it's Graves into Gardens, hands down, just playing that one on loop all around and then just to make mix it up a bit i'll play it on shuffle because then i don't know what song is coming next <laughs> so yeah that's my favorite plus it's fun to sing along to and harmonize with so yeah i like the pick and mix the shuffle is a good idea um i have to say i cried uh when i first heard the blessing song it was just goosebumps like the most amazing thing ever. I'm going to link that below for anyone who wants to check it out because it is worth a listen. Music's so powerful, I think, especially in this time, it can really help our moods and just really get to places that uh, we need it to get to sometimes that we don't even know. Exactly, so true. I love it, I love it. <laughs> how is this experience, you know, being in this kind of quarantine time, uh, how has this experience been for you? And what a quote that I keep uh, coming back to in my head um, is that, you know, we're in the same storm different boats and it's all relative we're all you know different places and coming from different perspectives I just wondered how are you doing in this time and how is it how has it been for you so I have been on lockdown a bit longer than most people in the United Kingdom um, and so it's it's felt longer for me as well and I think the caveat for me is that obviously because of my my business and what I do I've been working freelance for years so working from home it's not really surprising um, even sometimes when I'd have to travel and miss church I would tune in and watch church online so people who are finding it strange to watch church online that's kind of been my norm for eight ish years so yeah. it felt like just going into like the same pace the same normal so I actually was fine I really enjoyed it to be honest which is a horrible thing to say because we're not in this for fun and games but yeah. i actually started to enjoy that because the first two weeks i remember just sleeping because yeah. i was tired so tired so i just remember sleeping for like the first two weeks ish just catching up on sleep and slowly like um just doing things i've been meaning to do um even silly things like i didn't know you could reach the maximum on your netflix list i have reached it i can no longer <laughs> add things to my Netflix list. <laughs> so I was like, what? So what? I've had to work through <laughs> and make watch things in my Netflix list. Um, and then about halfway through, um, my sister decided to move in with me. Uh -huh. So I, I spent half of quarantine on my own and then the other half, my sister's been with me. The first half on my own, loved it. I realized that um, I'm way more antisocial than I thought. <laughs> I really don't like people as much as I thought I did. That was really surprising. I was like, wow. Like, I already know I'm an introvert. So I'm an introvert that can moonlight as an extrovert. I do it very convincingly. Most people think I'm extroverted. But low-key, every time I leave an event, I'm exhausted. I'm just like, I don't want to see any people for, like, days. I think 
that would extend to quarantine and lockdown, but it did. I really didn't miss people for a long time. <laughs> but in the last two weeks or so, quarantine has flipped on its head for me. It's been really tough. Um, like at least before when I worked from home, I could change scenery. So I worked from a coffee shop or I would go to, like sometimes I'd, be, I'd go away on like a vacation or staycation um, somewhere in the UK and then I'd work um, from the hotel room or something so everything was different or I'd go to the theater to break up because I love going to the theater and watching different shows um, cinema all that kind of stuff but because yeah. I haven't had anything to do to break up the monotony it's kind of started to get to me and of course my job as a journalist means I'm consuming bad news a lot more because at least before I had something to sort of pace it out um, but now what I am doing is taking in the bad news. So I had to stop watching the daily briefings because they were really getting me angry. Um, and then in the most, in the last two weeks, I've turned off all no news notifications to be content with being a day late or a few hours out of the loop. And that's actually been really good for my mental health, but it was really tough because I would watch the news and start crying because of what was happening or get really upset. And of course, um, Ahmed Aubrey and what's happened with Breonna Taylor and all that kind of stuff that got to me because now all of a sudden I'm re-remembering what I've always known but remembering again oh my goodness to some people my skin tone is a threat so that's that was a whole thing to now try and process again and I'm like oh I'm gonna have to bring my kids up in this like how do I explain this or oh, wait will I even have kids wait will I ever get married honestly it was a spiral so for the last two months I've had to really um, pace myself and like turn off notifications, turn off um, all sorts of things um, that I used to have on and was able to handle before, but now not so much. My sister says I feel too much. <laughs> She's not wrong. I'm an empath for sure. And I don't think I don't think I was ready for all the emotions that the last two weeks brought. So now quarantine has flipped on its head for me. It's it's less fun now. It's it's not so cool anymore to be at home and on lockdown so yeah I think it's got that I think I can certainly working in social media I definitely see themes and I see that that's definitely been a, a theme for a lot of us in terms of just that recognition realization that this is you know um this is going on I think you know I think the human I always remember listening to Dr Robbie say that uh, Zonderberg, who is a communicator, speaker, um, some all know that I go to church, he's a past, uh, he's a speaker at church, um, and he mentioned about how the human, he's a psychologist as well, and he, he mentioned about how the human heart can handle almost anything, if they can, if it has a clear purpose to it, um, or it can handle pain, um, and so it's always stuck in my head, and I think sometimes, especially as we kind of get into this, what is it, eight? nine 25 weeks i'm not even sure anymore exactly and sometimes it's just kind of like uh, when it, we, we don't because we don't know the end date i guess that's where the challenge comes but um on a an encouragement note it's just i'm hoping that someone you know that we will get through this and i think that's why i'm so thankful for zoom and i know that we're some of us might be bored of zoom already and all all that kind of fatigue that comes but uh being connected, is, I, I'm so thankful for the Sunday, Anais, I go to church and I love that even though I can't be with people personally, that I feel connected in some way just by um, joining and it's just been a gift, I think. Yeah, definitely. I have to say that of all the times that this would have happened, it's a good thing it's happened now 
in this yeah. sort of technologically heavy world because you really don't have an excuse you can you can easily pick up the phone facetime zoom whatever you want to do there's even the house party app so you can like create a virtual house party there's all sorts going on so there's no yeah. excuse so i think that's I've, really been the upside for sure is being able to just reach out whenever i've actually yet to use house party <laughs> i've also <laughs> I've also yet to have organised any kind of Netflix stay, any kind of virtual. What? Yeah. You should do that. I do mine every two weeks on a Friday. It was every Friday, and then I saw that no, not as many people were as enthusiastic as I am. So now it's every two Fridays. <laughs> so um, every two Fridays, I host a Netflix online watch party. It's so much fun. You should definitely do it. It's so easy and it's free, so you might as well. I might as well. I know. I'll give it a shout. I um, I did start a thing called Tea with Lee, and I um, just ended up. It's kind of me on Instagram at twelve on a Thursday. That's what it came to because it just seemed to work better for people who just could jump in and out. But yeah, um, that's not really a watch party, but I will try that. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a watch party, sort of. <laughs> I've actually been so creative in this season like it's been tough as well up and down but I've just been um trying to sort out a bunch of things and make sense of things and organize things mm. so that keeps you pr and plus I have pressure I'm still working full time so it's funny that's exactly what I was talking about it's so good like the different uh interesting and, and good to to remember that we all have different uh, challenges at the moment in different ways mm -hmm. but we can still be connected and still come together Exactly. And one thing I'm really grateful for is that I still have my jobs because that's not the same for everyone. Um, so yeah. one thing that um, happened at a perfect time, which I don't believe in coincidences, I know that God was in this, um, is that I got a job offer uh, a week before the country shut down. Um, and that job allowed me to work from home and that it's as in permanently work from home and they've never allowed anyone in my position to work like to be a home-based um person so yep. that's the job i got about a week two weeks before boris announced like the country was going to be on lockdown um so of all the jobs i could have had that was perfect because then i could stay at home and i wasn't going to be uh, bored or have nothing to do or not be productive which i think would have meant that i would have spiraled a lot sooner <laughs> so i think having that focus was really great um, because it's kept me busy. It's just, it's yeah. kept me like, oh, this is what I need to do. This is how I need to do it. I've worked with great teams, um, flexible hours and all that kind of stuff. And it's just definitely a good thing. I'm encouraged by that. I think even if you don't believe or you don't go to church or anything, I think you can still get a lot from, from encouragement from this. You know, there is timing and, uh, that's awesome. I know certainly Anias, Matt, uh, who is my, my boyfriend, my partner, we were just talking the other day about how he came back from uh, Dorset and he actually had been applying for jobs for months and months and months, couldn't get them um, in the company that he was with. But then randomly from his, uh, his lease was coming up in his home and he got a call from uh, a recruiter who wanted to internally recruit him from a place that is literally 20 minutes away from home. Come on. Uh, so how awesome was that not only that they gave him a pay rise they pretty much gave him the jobs there and then it was they came looking for him so it was just such a a great a great story to share and encouragement that you know it's not a one size fits all this can happen for 
for for Matt and for then this can happen for anyone. So hopefully, wherever you find this, if you are having a, going through a real tough challenge right now, um, just just want to try and encourage you that, that it's not over. And as long as we wake up with air in our lungs, then we're here with a purpose and there's more to be had. So I'm excited and encouraged by by you sharing that, Anais. So talking about words of inspiration, what is your favourite quote? Do you have a favourite quote? I have too many favorite quotes. We could be here all day, <laughs> but I will give you one that I live by, um, and it's "Feel the fear and do it anyway." Uh, uh, oh, I should probably find out who that's by because that would be rude to take credit. It's Sandra something. Um, I will look it up. And so that's my favorite quote because it just—I used to. It's not that I didn't feel it, Suzanne Jeffers. It's not that I right. didn't um, feel fear before. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to feel it in such a way that it would stop me from doing something um, it'd be, uh, and it was never consuming in the terms of phobias and stuff because I don't actually have any phobias which is fantastic I am not scared of anything but um, I live with imposter syndrome very very well <laughs> so I've had to learn to overcome that feeling of oh my goodness somebody's gonna find me out they're gonna see that I know nothing um, when actually I'm I know that I'm good at what I do, but every time I get asked to do something, I'm like, wait, what, me? Are you sure? Me? Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> and so that became my life quote because it helped me sort of be like, no, feel the fear and do it anyway. So when I get called on to speak on, uh, I don't know, a political topic or whatever, um, I will do the research, I will do what I can, and then I will go and do it. I will not sit yep. and be like, oh, but I'm not Jon Snow oh, or this person. Oh, oh my gosh, I could be. It's like, no, they asked you for a reason. Just feel the fear and do it anyway. And it's led to some crazy adventures. Um, one of them was I had always wanted to visit Singapore. So the day that I decided I wanted to go for sure, like I knew I wanted to go before, but the day that I decided to go, that's the day that I bought my plane ticket. Just went to the airport, got on the plane, didn't have anywhere to stay. Um, figured it out when I landed and spent a month out there and it was easily the best month of my life and hardly any of it was planned which is very unlike me <laughs> so, um, but it was really great I loved every second and so ever since then I've tried to um, yeah remind myself that there's there's a lot to be done out there in the world and that fear isn't necessarily a bad thing. With that in mind um have you got a highlight of 2020 so far? Oh, highlights. Okay, let me think. There's so many, so many highlights. Um, possibly, sounds really cheesy, but I didn't want my sister to move in with me. <laughs> but actually having her here has been a definite highlight. We have laughed so much. <laughs> A ridiculous amount of laughter there's been moments when i've been like big sister mode and she's done something but generally speaking um we actually like we've hit our groove and stuff and we just laugh at really silly things like all the time and it's really great <laughs> to just have her here it, it felt um it felt like it was a long time coming that she was going to move up here but i didn't think she was going to um especially after boris's announcement but then she did anyway and i was like oh she's here so um, for context um my whole family are in wolverhampton which is a good two three hour drive from where i am yeah 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, so it's really good to have it here. That's definitely been a highlight. And also seeing, not that this is, should have been a test of friendships. I don't think that this lockdown should have been, but I think it's definitely shown me who my friends are. Um, so that's definitely been another highlight, just seeing the little things that my friends have done for me, like sending me a box of chocolates or dropping me a message or anything like that. And I'm just like, thank you guys. Um, so I've definitely felt loved <laughs> in this lockdown season. Good. That's awesome. It's a good highlight. Yeah. <laughs> What's been a highlight for you then? I would say probably, well, I think there's a few but I am thankful that I was able to go to Barcelona in January slash February, just before all this happened. Good timing. That, I'm definitely missing that. I mean, it's great weather and stuff, but um, I don't have a garden. So I'm in a flat, which I'm thankful for, but it's warm. And yeah, it's nice to be out and stuff. So I'm really thankful that I got the opportunity to be in Barcelona. Um, it was the first time I'd been away in six years. Um, so properly like outside of the country that was a highlight oh, that's awesome. um other highlight I'd say was um because I can I never just pick one sometimes <laughs> but <laughs> it's probably just being able to push forward in some uh, of my passion projects in this season because I've been able to rediscover art was my best grade at school I mean my my uh, e-commerce shop premier world is creative and artistic but i've really incorporated illustrations into my products and things and being able to just enjoy um creating uh more so i'd say that's my highlight what are your top three films of the year so far so lockdown has meant that a lot of the films i was looking forward to did not come out so um, I have been Netflixing, now TVing, uh, Prime yes. Videoing, all of the above. Um, <laughs> so I don't really have top three in terms of films because I've watched a lot of films and like I said to my sister earlier, I'm not going to lie, my standards have dropped during <laughs> Like anything will do, it's fine. <laughs> um, because in my other life, or part of my blog anyway, is that I review movies. Um, yep. It's definitely not been the levels that I have quoted, but one of the films that really I, I really enjoyed um, and I think was lovely, and I watched it with my sister and we got emotional. Um, Onward, and it's got uh, Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, and they are elves that are brothers whose dad has died, and they go on a mission to or on a quest, a magical quest to try oh, wow. and if they can basically bring him back and it's really oh it's brilliant I loved everything about it it was so great um so I really enjoyed that um but I've been mostly landing in the tv series part so I can mention some tv series um yep. dead to me hands down impeccable my goodness that show I I I can't handle what just happened in season two I'm still processing it okay I'm actually <laughs> It was a lot. So Dead to Me, I, I, everybody should watch. Everyone should watch that show. It's just fantastic. Christina Applegate, James Marsden, oh. Linda Hardellini, like just everyone is fantastic in the show. So Dead <laughs> to Me is brilliant. I don't even know how to tell you it without spoiling it, so just watch it. Um, and then I finally jumped onto the bandwagon of The Office, the US. I've only seen The Office, the UK version, so I felt mm -hmm. I wanted to be loyal. But then all the office 
the all nine seasons are on Prime. So I was like, screw loyalty, let me watch it. So then I watched it and I love it. It's so great. So I'm on season six now. Oh. Um, I'm very much um, gung-ho for the whole series. I get now why everybody loves Jim Helper and Pam and all that stuff. But I knew all the actors in the office in other spheres. It's really weird to watch, watch their career and go back to where they were at the beginning. It's kind oh. of hard. I see Steve Carell in the office. It's like, oh, but I know you in all this other stuff. Oh, wow. Is this, this is where you began. Okay. Um, so it's been quite fun. So then I, I definitely say in terms of series, I've definitely been oof, diving deep. There's been some fantastic TV series on Netflix, um, movies. Um, what else did I enjoy recently? The Lovebirds. I watched that a few days ago. Issa Rae. Um, and they... Film? It is. It's a name out on Friday on Netflix. Um, and it's Issa Rae and Kumal. I, I'm not even going to attempt to say his name. Naharjarani, <laughs> it can't be wrong. But um, <laughs> they, they are really funny in it. And it's basically about a couple who um, are on a date night and accidentally get framed for a murder. And they have to try and clear their name. It's really funny. <laughs> I know. So yeah, but my genres are random though. I, I like to watch like futuristic stuff all the way to a silly rom-com that does not engage the brain. Like it could be anything, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so like, what did I watch as well recently? This is a very long list. Oh, Fracture, <gasps> Fracture, Fracture is so good. I've heard of some of these and I haven't caught up. Oh my gosh, these are going on my list. Yes, Fracture is great. I enjoyed that. Um, Code 8, I, I enjoyed that, but that's because I like futuristic stuff. Quite a few, quite a few. Like, I have many, many recommendations. If anybody wants to just slide into my DMs, I can give you more suggestions. It's fine. <laughs> so, what's next for Anais in 2020? Hmm. So, I've been learning to rest in this time period. I think because I... I'm a little bit of a perfectionist or I like to be productive and I feel like if I'm not productive then I have no purpose so I've tried to like undo that narrative in my head a little bit and so I've actually just been resting it's been really nice um but I think it's time like we're we're coming up to halfway through the year now like maybe I should do something so <laughs> so I think what I want to do is um I want to rebuild my website for my business um and then sort of relaunch and then get back into, I guess, finding more clients and reconnecting and stuff. Um, and then in terms of other creative pursuits, I was thinking of more seriously going into acting. So I've done it, but I've tended to do it more as like a fun paid time as to a serious time. Um, and so I was thinking maybe I might try and actually find an agency or something because for example there was a tv series on the bbc and it yeah. was on rwanda and it was really great um and they had michaela cole in the lead um but there were hardly any rwandans in that entire series i was like guys like there's a lot of us you could have really contacted any one of us <laughs> rwandans so they had loads of people that looked rwandan to play the right. role and i found that really weird i was like why could you not have found other Rwandans? Um, so, and obviously I'm from Rwanda, so I thought, nah, you know what, let me try fix this. So I need to, I'm gonna try to get an agent and you know, maybe more actively do something like that. Um, yep. And in terms of singing, 
I don't know yet. Um, maybe start to do like an EP, finish writing songs. I haven't done an EP since 2010. Boy, wow. <laughs> <a> long time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's kind of some of the things I'm thinking of. There's loads more things brewing up in here, but I think it's time to get it out of my head and sort of, you know, out into the real world. Well, when you have that EP or when you need to let us know about a new acting project or anything like that, come back on the podcast and we'll make sure we spread the word. Yes. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, where can we connect with you after the podcast? So I um, am on a lot of social media places, except TikTok. I do watch all the TikTok videos, but I refuse to cave in. I keep saying that TikTok is just Vine's baby. Um, and so, you know, <laughs> they just brought Vine by another name. Um, so in terms of where you can find me, I am on the gram and on Twitter um, and Facebook. I don't really check on my Facebook that much, but um, on Instagram and Twitter, life with Anais kept it nice and simple. It used to have a really clever at name, but it wasn't making sense to most people. So I was like, this is just stupid. So I changed it. <laughs> so um, at life with Anais on Instagram and Twitter, because those are the two main places I check. Um, but I do also have a YouTube channel, um, Melodies by Anais, that's online. Um, I'm kind of everywhere. I'm, I think I haven't put out all my music on Spotify, but I am on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. Wow, I'm feeling my age in this moment. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on today. It's been a pleasure having you and I, I guess really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Well, that's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Don't forget to subscribe and join us for the next episode. Mm-hmm.